This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. This episode is brought to you by Blizzard. Play Diablo 4 free during the open beta weekend. Only you can stand in the way of the forces of hell. Play free March 24th to 26th and pre-purchase for early access. Journey through the entire first act. Battle up to level 25 as all five classes. Adventure with your friends in four-player co-op. Descend into hell early during the open beta. Pre-purchase Diablo 4 now. Welcome and happy Tuesday and welcome to Divots and Pivots with a little bit of new funk there that we're going to uh, let run at the opening of the show for just a little bit here temporarily while we uh, still have the, the master uh, intro in the works. Something special coming your way, don't worry, but we need a little funk to start the show off. So, <laughs> so that's no, uh, just that. Thinking, there's, there's, yeah, there's a little, some attitude ah. in there, some sass. Gotta love that. Sass. I am Angela that's DJ, what I love. Mr. Mallard. Uh, join me as always, uh, Mr. Chief of Morale himself, Bud Copeland. Bud, how are you this evening before we get into Morale's the high. The pleasantries Morale is <laughs> high. Uh, first of all, like you said, that, that little bass line, it slaps, <laughs> gives you a little bit of sass, gets you ready to bring the bang if we're bring still the, doing I know, that. I didn't, I didn't lead with that today. You know what, though? No, I did see, <laughs> I, I, did see uh, I think it was Mike Trout or one of the USA team USA guys, cause team USA baseball mm-hmm. just laid the wood to team Canada last night. And we needed it too. After the embarrassment, I'm not a bit, I yeah. just saw this because I one of the players said <laughs> they, they brought the bang or they, they were like, you know what we knew it was. Just, oh no. They said, we knew it was, it was just time to go out there and bang. And all I could think was like, well, we should have called Andrew. Andrew can bring the bang for him. Uh, no morale's high, dude. I'm, I'm obviously I'm on the road. I'm not in the home studio, which city USA, I'm in a lovely Atlantic city. And let me tell you, let me tell you, if you have not, if you haven't been out and about recently, there's no reason to come to Atlantic city. No, I'm just kidding. Um, There, no, I wasn't at all. There really is no reason to be here other than work. So we're here, we're on the road, but we're still riding high. What a freaking weekend of golf. And before we go any further, I have to give a quick shout out once again, cause I, I screwed it up this morning on the Insta hams. And by the <laughs> way, if, uh, if you're not following, go look for this buds for you. I thought I was being too, too cheeky. And I used to just have a U on the end and it's like, you can't outsmart yourself. That's kind of a low bar that even you can't climb over. So go find it. But where, where are we at? They, I've got his buddies. If you didn't look at the magical Kenya open and that's mm-hmm. not 
that's not an adjective. That's the name of the sponsor. Yeah. That's the whole title of the tournament. I think we should get t-shirts. I think divots and pivots should be on location next year with the DP oh, yeah. world tour at the magical Kenya open. But, uh, some Spanish kid won it. I say kid. I think he's actually in his thirties or something like that. But anyways, they're all kids to me now, nowadays. There it is. But the story of the weekend came from one of the, the 14 Kenyans playing in the tournament. And it's a guy whose name is Mutahi Kibugu. Kibugu. And I know that because they let me know it in the Instagram comments because I did not do it right the first time. So <laughs> but Mutahi, we're big fans over here. <clears throat> Because you want to talk about why we play the sport. Mm-hmm. And in the recent news, Live is, hey, Live's back. I checked out their website and it is updated. You can Working find out time. how to buy tickets, but you can't find out tea times, any of the other high level information or just basic details you would want on a yeah. Tuesday going into tournament week. But that's neither here nor there. Well, that's because they but don't talk- have to donate us stuff to Wednesday, Thursday. As I am wearing my Live t shirt. Um, back to the Magical Kenya Open. This local, this the, one of the 14 Kenyans in the field, makes the cut on the 18th hole on day two, 20-foot putt, drains it. You know, he's going nuts. The crowd's going wild. And to hear him talk about, like, my first thought was like, hell yeah, he's going to get paid. And everything <clears throat> he said in his interviews was all about family or this is mm-hmm. why we play it or to do it in front of the home crowd. Or his little brother it was actually in the field playing as an amateur. And they oh, were right. both, I guess, playing last year. And his little brother beat him in the same tournament. So there's all these different levels of inspiration behind golf. And it's really come into light because I think what we saw at the players was pageantry, prestige. Mm-hmm. I love what you texted me early and I didn't catch it until later in the weekend. <laughs> Pressure makes pros. Yeah. Shouts to whoever on the writing team and the PGA tour communications Nailed department. That, they have a point. And that's what defines that redirected. <laughs> But I mean, that's what defines it. We're talking about this, you know, we're talking about these guys. Yes, a lot of stuff comes along with making the cut, winning these tournaments. But to hear Max Homa, you know, you know, he talks about, I didn't want to know what the number was because I was going to say no, no matter what, because I want to win the Memorial. I want to win Jack's tournament. I want to win Tiger's tournament again, you know. And John Rahm talking about like, no, I want to win the players. Like this is what in the best. I know we talked about it last week, but did you see where Cam Smith teed it up? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right down the street at one of the TPC, like nine hole courses that's accessible to anyone. Yeah. He was, he was feeling it this weekend. He was, uh, he was missing it. It's totally obvious. Maddie Fitzpatrick on, on another, on another very popular podcast. Yeah, uh, they asked him his opinion, and he shocked the shit out of me. Did you see what yeah, he said he came about out, he, he came out hot with his comments. I was, uh, you're right, with especially with how we saw him on full swing and the, everything we knew about him even before full swing. With how aggressive he came out with his, or not not aggressive, but with how like stern he came out with his comments, and like he drew the line, and like there was no gray area. It was just you're one side or the other. I was surprised by that for sure. It was kind of cool to see him cross that line from fresh baby face, newcomer to the mm-hmm. to the big boys table to like, no, I'm a standard bearer in this game. Look at my resume, check it. And you chose to go take your game and play elsewhere. Why should you get to come back? It yeah. was tough, but at the same time, we're in this era of, you know, like that kind of accountability or some people would say lack of forgiveness. You know, forgiveness yeah. is a gift. But I mean, these guys have a right to be a little bit butthurt. And for people sure. to say... Yeah, but look what the disruption did. Just be- 
just because you know we ended up where we are now doesn't justify how we got there necessarily and so yeah i hope they i hope it does hurt a little bit because you you, i don't think it hurt for dj i think dj is looking at it like shit wish i could have won one of those but maybe i'll get back there one day maybe i won't but i'm very comfortable with what i got and mark my words again you know we know that the saudis that's that's such an impolite way to put it. I uh, yes. <laughs> we but, know uh, that yeah. we know that Liv <laughs> can't get a trademark here in the United States because a club in South Beach blocked it, which is fucking great. <laughs> but we know that they've got deep pockets and and they're going to make a run of this. And it's not a short term thing. They're going to be around for three, four, five seasons. Yeah. Some of the little things apparently are changing. I saw a headline that I didn't click on, so don't quote me at it. Uh, that like they've taken away some of the kind of luxury items like travel stipends for the caddies and some of the little things that made them flash here because yeah, eventually yep. at the end of the day is a business. Um, but when these exemptions run out for DJ now, DJ Augusta, it's lifetime, but Brooksy, sure. you know, he's, he's still living on a couple of those exemptions that he got through his PGA and his us, us <laughs> opens. And even he knows that, what am I going to do? Like, how do I get back in there? He just dropped out of the top 50 and, yeah. It is going to hurt. It's not ego. It is opportunity. So hopefully the, the hopefully the bag was big enough and the check cleared because uh, it's looking like they might have made their bed because the PGA Tour is in a very, very healthy position right now. It is. And people keep going back to the competition level. They will keep wanting to wave the flag of Liv has more quality players than the PGA, which – Look at and and, the, and kind of the argument they're using is that oh like look at the leaderboards of the PGA that like do you know, do you know any of those names you know what some of them are, are newer names but you know what that's great for golf because how many times a year there's every year there's at least like probably three guys who pop up on a leaderboard sometime around this time of year right around here but then we keep seeing them throughout like they ride that throughout the year and then they they push their career forward that's my boy, my boy right Ben there. Griffin, my boy exactly. Ben Griffin, Tar Heel Nation, baby, and he's he, pricing like the nine K this range, or like close to. It. I forget exactly where he fell, but he's right around there. And this is go. It goes back to what I was saying, where they thought that the shine was going to follow the talent, and it's like it's yeah. not. It's not that simple. These guys are good, but next man up mentality. This is not unique. It's not necessarily super unique to have this skill set. It's rare, I guess. I don't know if that's a fair argument to make or any kind of hair you want to splice. But the point being, DJ walks away, and there's another Dustin Johnson somewhere. We might take us a while to yep. get to there, but the, there's a handful of, you know, again, there's a couple of Ben Griffins who might be the next DJ. We don't know. Or we buried the lead, lead with Scotty Scheffler. It, yeah. Well, I figured we would get to him. Well, can is there anything we that get he to him now? <laughs> Biggest biggest thing for me was to find out that he doesn't drink coffee during the week, like when he's playing in his tournaments. Oh, does he not? See, I'm fine with that. I don't drink coffee. I don't play professional golf, but I don't drink coffee. No, you're a sadist. But he <laughs> – no, that uh, that did shock me because he did the whole walk and talk with his wife and they were talking about mm-hmm. his Starbucks order. And I don't know. Maybe it was all for show. Maybe it wasn't. Anyway, who knows? He played lights out golf that that final. Well, not even the final round. I guess. I mean, the final round was great, but um, last couple of days. I mean, the last couple. Exactly. I didn't want to make it sound like it was just the final round because he was obviously there the whole time, um, lurking, and then he and then he kind of just snuck in and and grabbed it, and then once wow. he grabbed it, everyone else started falling back, and he just held on tight and rode the wave. Your heart goes out to Min Woo Lee. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, you show up looking like a, a comic book character ready for battle, but 
I'm sorry, I can't. The, the mock turtleneck <laughs> looked okay on Tiger because he had yeah. he had like the 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 Navy Seal Roid thing going on, sure. um, and he's and he's Tiger. But the mock turtleneck and the mustache and the Oakleys, it was a bit much for me to swallow. I'm not going to make any derogatory statements it was the, about it. For some reason, it was the Oakleys for me. Like the way the sunglasses were sitting was what kind of, I guess. Was too much for me. Maybe he had a skeet shooting competition later that he had to get to, and those were just his protective glasses, and he didn't want to ruin his good glasses with the, on the golf course. You uh, know what I'm saying? I don't know, but that was uh, it was hard to I, watch. We, I will say, I did want it to be closer down the end. Like I wanted it to be like the week before. I wanted it to have that excitement, but it was pretty clear, like pretty much through the whole back nine, that that it was done. Yeah, it, there were only a couple of spots where. He was going to be able to put himself in it. People of that caliber can navigate that course and say to themselves, play it super, super, super conservatively and say like, oh, all I need to shoot is 39 or three over. I mean, they could never touch a wood and probably still make it around making pars with their game and up and down and stuff. That said, I I was hoping for maybe a ball in the water, maybe to make it a little bit interesting as well, sure. just for the drama. But once it was very, once it was very much understood that these guys are playing for second. It was kind of cool to see him right off into the sunset and just stare mm-hmm. down every that 18th hole. It, it's not even just so much the shape. It's also the contouring of, of the fairways. If you were watching yeah. there's spots where that, that water, the railroad ties, and it's, it looks like there's about two, three inches of railroad tie and water. And that's true. That's, that's the way it's designed because yeah. if you hit your ball a little too far, then it's just going to roll right down there and there's no forgiveness. Yeah. I mean, it's tight on that corner. There's no rough. There's just a little bit of a lip. There's one cut and that's all you get. So it's one of the, it's one of the most daunting holes to play. And I think you saw that with Scotty Scheffler's tee shot at the very, very end, 72nd hold four shot lead homeboy, the definition of do not go left. I mean, like he just locked out both elbows, both hips, both knees, both everything. And that ball went dead, right? Cause he knew that he could make a seven and walk away with $4.6 million. I love this. I saw a graphic that, he and four other players made their biggest payday of their career. It was like Tyrrell, Tyrrell, uh, Tyrrell Hatton. He, he, you know, his his performance got him like one point six or two point seven on Sunday. He went oh. absolutely off. He blacked out. Speaking he's of blacking the, he's out, the, he's the reason why I didn't, you know, win a couple hundred bucks on DraftKings because I didn't have him. <laughs> he, uh, but speaking of blacking out, Tom Hoagie. Hoagie sandwich mm. on Saturday with the course record sixty two. I know that was uh, I. I I don't want to. I didn't see it coming, but I'm not surprised that he hmm. could do that because he's someone we've talked about before. He's someone who has been flashing for a little bit now, so I'm not surprised he had that in him. But I'm not going to say that I saw it coming. No, because you didn't, and neither did I. Yeah, nobody did. Actually, I think I told somebody on um, on the One Night in Pinehurst podcast. I think I told them to avoid Tom Hoagie. Oh, <laughs> I was like, ah, until he until he's in my category of until he shows me something. Well, all right, Mr. Hoagie. Well, he showed you. And well, look. And to be fair enough, I, didn't he barely make the cut too? Like it wasn't like he was before that round. He was lighting it on fire. Like so, yeah. I mean, he just he just found it on that one day. That's all it on. takes. One swing thought. So speaking of swing thoughts, what are your swing? The Valspar. I will say the it's Valspar. tough. It's always tough to get up after after a major tournament. And yeah. the, the players is a major. I don't know if they ever want, even want to call it their own major because I think they like it that way. They don't need mm-hmm. – it's kind of like how um, 
what's his face over a bar stool el presidente on twitter doesn't have a blue check i told him to take their blue check and shove it it's like all right cool you don't everybody knows you're verified he also you doesn't need it right yeah, well i think that that's my point they don't need to be called a major i mean the money's yeah. there the prestige is there the one is there the course is there the host is there the field is there everything's there um except for the defending champion People who are trying to be like, oh, it's so sad. Or should I saw should I punch? I'm going to choke somebody out. Is should there be an asterisk next to that? That question like just enraged me so much. Please (laughs) reintroduce this question. Then we got to we got to break down the copperhead course in the snake pit. I scroll. I'm scrolling through Twitter and I see you know one of the live accounts. There's a few of them out there. They always pop up in my feed. Basically, is going on about how. Can we can we really say uh, uh, this is a this is a big win? Something along the lines of can we say it's a big win when when uh, some of the best players in the world aren't there? And then there was a poll that said should all PGA tours now uh, wins now have an asterisk next to them? And most people said yes. Like it was over fifty percent oh, said no, yes, and no. I just. No, I, I, no, no, no. It drove me that, that crazy. That 50% are all trolls. It's, it's the same <laughs> people who go into my Instagram who don't get yeah. who don't get sarcasm. They Somebody had a picture of Adam Scott's, uh, the irons, I think, that he used at the players the year that he won it, which we're coming up on his 20th anniversary of that win, which is crazy to me. That's crazy. But, um, and the wear, the wear patterns on them are just priceless, right? Like these guys hit in the same spot and then the dude, yeah. I just made some smart ass comment. Like, wow, they looked effective. You know, he would, how did he overcome <laughs> this? And somebody's like, uh, from hours and hours of practice, like maybe you would, blah, blah, blah. I know some people just, whoa. Just and I will say, anything. thank God there are good people in the world because others chimed in. <sighs> Don't yeah. worry about it. Like he was obviously joking. Calm down. Yeah, obviously he knows golf. Like, I mean, come on. He's, obviously he's I nice. don't. I mean, did you flash <laughs> that scoreboard yet? This is getting a little pathetic. I need to turn it well, around. Usually, usually this is my week. And I don't even know if I won this week. You were on fire, my friend. Did to you be fair, I had, a, I had a very, very good week. Um, I ended round three in second place. Of Christian a, Kirk fucked me. That's what it was. Yeah, Christian Kirk fucked you. Um, I, rendered, I ended round Christian three. Um in second place of just a $1 GPP. It was going to win me like 250 bucks, but I was really close to the guy at first. It was basically going to be a showdown between me and him from the looks of it. And then I did not have Terrell Hatton uh, on Sunday. And that caused me to finish the GPP in 25th, unfortunately. So I still look, I profited on the weekend as a whole because Thursday in round one, Get over to Underdog Fantasy. Let me put that up on the bottom of the, the ticker right now. Get, get over to Underdog Fantasy. Uh, use DivPiv code when you depo- make your first deposit. Put your first deposit only for a new member. They will match up to $100 if you deposit. So get over there and do that. It's snake draft style Thursday for round one only. Did a, did two drafts, total of 20 bucks in, won like 60 bucks. It was a great way to start the weekend. Got me close to even already before the second round even started. And then we went from there. What was that? So you degenerate? (laughs) Only a little bit. Just a little bit. Please, I'm a degenerate with small amounts of money. Just the tip. But it's fine. So yeah, get over there and do that. I I had a good weekend. I hit a couple top end. I hit a couple top tens too on uh, the sports book. On DraftKings Sportsbook, I hit uh, Scheffler and Justin Rose. So that was also a nice little. uh, You went top ten on Scheffler? Yeah, I bet him because well, what I've been doing is my whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, he won me. He it was like a barely a profit on that bet. Uh, Justin Rose was a little bit better, but what I've been doing is my line, whatever lineup I put up against you, I've just been taking those six guys and betting them top tens, and 
seeing what happens, and it worked out this week for two of them. So good weekend all around for me. And yeah, I'll I'll, I'll, throw, I'll throw it up there now. But the the updated scores because I did beat uh, Bud this week by 111 points. Uh, yeah, well, well look, you didn't. Even, it's not even that you did bad. Like you said, Christian Kirk held you back. We still scored like 439 points. So yeah. it wasn't even that it was a bad week for you. I just had a really good week. Uh, but the season stand, uh, well, not stands, but the season point totals right now is uh, I am sitting at 3,999. Bud is at 3,844. Uh, so. Uh, What's that 155 difference is what we're looking at here. So and, long and season still ahead of us. Between, and all we have between us and the Masters is the Valspar. We've got the Charles yeah. Schwab and the match play. I don't know if the match play or the tribe is in, in the order, but we got those three weeks coming up. Yeah. And this course down in the, the, the Copperhead's no joke. And I saw somewhere no earlier joke. they were busting chops. What? What are you stopping me? No, no, I'm agreeing with you. It's no joke. Why is it no joke? Well, especially this year, I don't know if you saw, but they actually drew the rough out by like almost like a like a full another inch or so. Like they they let they let the rough grow out. They cut back the first cut, um, or let I'm sorry, I have that backwards. They let the first cut get closer to the so they they basically cut down the approach. Um, so in the fairways are I think 24 paces wide. I think I read so it's gonna Tight, it's gonna play fairways. a little bit tougher than it typically does. Uh, I think the the guys might be in for a surprise this week. Par 71, they can stretch it out to 7,300 yards. There's dog legs. It's tree-lined fairways and a lot of par threes. That's the one That's the one thing here. There's like five par threes in this course. So yep. right off the rip, my key three are strokes gained par threes, obviously, because if that's one of your strengths, wonderful. And then strokes mm-hmm. gained putting and ball striking. This is a ball striker's course, which is so cliche to say. I, it's like when, you know, any – Oh, we just want to go out there and play Patriot football. How is Patriot football different than any other football? But point being, right now Patriot football is a lot different than any other football because wah, Patriot football doesn't wah, exist. Wah. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so you it, it it does take a ball striker to win. Sam Burns back to back, looking to go back to back to back to back, mm-hmm. uh, trying to win that third one in a row. And I love the stats that pop up where it's like you know last person to do it was Steve Stricker. You know, there's been a total of like seven people who've done it and they list six people and it's like, and tiger did it three times or tiger. did yeah. It seven times. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, which is funny because with this, the run that Scotty Scheffler's on, Justin Thomas uh, said something interesting and I bring him up because he, he's a guy to look at this week who there's no logical reason behind it. He keeps playing good enough to survive, which is not on brand for him but I keep seeing him pop up in these favorites because there seems to be the juju out there that he's just going to pop off and win one of these either before Augusta or peak at Augusta. He's one of those horses that's just finding his stride. That's the kind of mentality, by the way, Kentucky guy, there's your horse reference. Yeah. But he shot himself in the foot a lot this week. That's what, like you said, he did enough to survive, make the weekend, but he just, he just kept putting himself in bad positions that he just couldn't overcome. Yeah. And so when Scotty Scheffler, uh, somebody asked him about the run that Scotty's on. Mm -hmm. And I love his response. He was like, I don't like to think in terms of runs. He's like, I never thought, he's like, there was, he goes, well, there was one guy who made a pretty good career out of just having one great run. And he kind of was like joking about how it's limiting to say that he's on a quote unquote run. He's just playing really good right now. Things are working. And and I think they have to almost talk themselves down because it's like in baseball, if you have a hitting streak going on or a no hitter going, or even in, 
you know, in football yeah. where, you know, and it's the, the announcer's curse, right? Well, Jim, exactly. he's, you know, he's, he's completed 17 <laughs> of his last 17 passes to open up the third. Oh, and that's a pick six. So I yeah. think it's also another kind of, you know, clubhouse way of saying like, I'm not going to jinx it for my boy. Cause when I'm playing like that, I don't want people to think that this is a run. I want them to think that this is my norm. This is my exactly. level of expectation. So no, I don't think he's on a run. I think he's playing his level of golf yeah. and that's, the, that's where he's trying to get to. And so there's no logical reason to play Justin Thomas this week. Yeah, uh, and there's, there's not everything really a lot the, behind it other than a gut feel. Right. And there's everything <laughs> in the world to suggest that maybe Sam Burns is the guy to come in here and do it again. I mean, he's playing good enough. And when you have this level of confidence and familiarity, I don't believe mm -hmm. in the, I, I I'm doing away in 2023 with my idea. Oh, it's hard to defend an elite. No, that I do think that's outdated. I think that these guys are finely tuned mentally. Now, most yeah. of them anyways, when you get to that point where he's on the cusp of being next level, right? Like I think him and Xander Shoffley are kind of in that top tier of super good maybe not all time greatish yet. Uh, you know, Xander does have that gold medal, but Sam Burns is right there. And I think that's kind of this week who to kind of, there's no reason not to chalk it up with him. If you have to chalk it up at all, because all arrows point to yes, but ball striking, putting and par threes. That's my three. What say you? I got putting and par three on mine. I have short games instead of ball striking this week. Um, going to try to to mix that up and then i have uh i have fairways gained uh as well uh mixed in there because like i said uh they seem to have narrowed these fairways a little bit you you said it yourself that tree line fairways I, I, we need just like last week we need guys who are going to put it in the short stuff and give themselves opportunities and that is a way that we can calculate that so what do you think about this 10k range is there anything wrong with, with i mean sam burns ranks out eighth in my model He's ten, he, you know, he's ten thousand two hundred. If you're gonna have yeah. to eat the chalk up top, what's he looking at? Twelve percent. Yeah. Come so the, here's the thing: I'm Justin Thomas at seventeen percent at the, at ten nine. I'm not touching. No. Uh, Jordan Spieth at ten six at sixteen percent ownership. Not touching. Um, That's it's just twelve. This this feels like one of those weeks. At least from from looking at the way my model came out this week. It feels like a week that the winner can come from anywhere. It doesn't feel like a, like the you know the, we said it with the players. We said it um, with the Arnold Palmer that these are tournaments that it feels like a name is going to win it, um, and that's just the just the way it is. This doesn't feel like that kind of week. The my my model is shaken out to where there's a ton of value. I don't feel the need to pay up for those guys when they're going to be chalky. If I'm going to pay for anyone up here, yeah, sure, I'll pay for Sam Sam Burns at twelve percent because. Compared to the other guys in this range, that's not too chalky. That's all right with me. It's under thirteen percent. I'm fine with that. Um, Matt Fitzpatrick's there at ten thousand, but he doesn't rank out well for me, so I'm not. He's, he's another gut kinda, play. What was that? So he's another gut play where you know he's going to get it back because of the pedigree mm -hmm. of play that he can, but he's been missing cuts and just playing like garbage. Yeah, garbage. I mean, he, he did finish T five here last year, so he's got that going for him. But right. yeah, he's. Once again, there's enough guys here just just a little bit cheaper than him that I like more. Uh, unfortunately, some guys like uh, Fleetwood and Rose and Hadwin, who are just in this 9K range, are super chalky. I, you know what? Um, I, I texted you 
I texted you earlier this week, and this is the 9K range is where I'm going to eat my little bit of chalk. I don't yeah. think I'm going to play Sam Burns. I might play him in my other <clears> league <throat> because I do think he legitimately might have a chance to win. But I really am just trying to go six for six. There's no prestige in winning the Valspar yeah. as a, if, in my brain. Um, I just want a bunch of points and to really kind of keep chugging along. But Tommy Fleetwood is 20%. I don't like it. I don't want to touch mm. it. That's a little too chalky for me, even though this is ball striker the whole bit. And he's playing well. He played well last week. Same yep. thing with Jay Rose, but he's about at 20% too. Yeah. I will swallow chalk. I texted you. I'm a big Keegan Bradley guy. Welcome on down. I love him. Yep. Um, I first of all, I keep watching his swing and the way that his hands are so low and flat, and it looks like he's. I mean, he look his setup looks very hackish, very driving yeah. range. Just yep. what in the hell? Oh, never mind. Oh, never mind. And then, but well, he either hits or he in. doesn't. He's he's either right now, literally right now, he's either missing the cut or he's finishing top twenty. Well, he's gonna and, and for me because he ranks out <clears> fifth in my model. He's going to do well this week. So I do like Keegan Bradley. I think it's mm-hmm. okay to take a little chalk because again, he's been he's been close. He's been inching closer and closer. He's got a win earlier this year. Yeah. Um, he's he's like top five in the FedEx Cup points. So I mean he's sneakily in position to just do damage. And everybody else in the in the nine K range, eh, I'm okay without it. I mean, Davis Riley until until he does something, which is this is his week to do something. Now that I've said that, I'm not gonna play him. <laughs> Yeah, Until he does something, it's all talk. Brian Harmon just pops up. Is it like this time of year, or is it – we don't play Brian Harmon until the John Deere. Yeah, um, I was going to say, it's, we're not quite there yet. We're not quite there to the Brian <laughs> Harmon part of our of our. But of our he, he, he T5 last year, but before that, he missed the And Denny McCarthy's year. coming off a strong week, but I just don't think there's eh. – So Denny McCarthy, I am – um, more than likely going to play because he ranks out 12th in my model at 9,300 and it projected around 10, 11% ownership. Um, it's just stupid. So if he, if he's hit yeah. the ball at all, makes sense. Yeah. And look, he, he's not doing too bad. I mean, he does have a, a miscut at the Honda miscut at the waste management, but T4, T14, T13 is on the tournaments that T13 was last week, the players. So, um, he's, he's in decent enough form. He's not in terrible form. He's not in great form, but, uh, if you're going to look at some of the other, like I said, this range is just so chalky. Now, I do like the Keegan Bradley play because we've said it before. When Keegan Bradley pops in the model, you just have to play him because Keeks, he, Keeks, he only Keeks, he only Keeks, ever pops Keeks. for a reason. If he's right. not popping, he's finishing like last, basically. It's it's one or the other with him. So when he pops, you got to play him. So I like that. So McCarthy and uh, Bradley are the ones that, in the 9K range, I'm willing to play at their ownership, basically. See, I'll, cho- I'll chalk it up. With, I'll chalk it up with Keegan because I fell in love in the eight K eight K range. Somebody who I've been in love with for a couple weeks now, and then a newcomer who's just been playing very, very well. Well, let's hold that first. Putting we'll hold that for a second. Little big market tease here for you, but when we get You're back from there. this commercial break, Bud will hit us with who he likes in the eight K range, and I'll follow it up on why he's either right or wrong because we all know. I'll tell him. <laughs> And I'll tell them why. We'll be right back, though. We're going to hear from Underdog real fast here. Pay attention for that div piv uh, promo code for your first deposit. Underdog Fantasy is here to save your post-fantasy football season blues. The easiest place to play and win with the Underdog Fantasy app. Get up to 20 times your money in a single night with our Pick'em contests.
Grab some insurance when setting your picks and win even when one pick fails. Go online now and use the promo code DIVPIV to double your deposit up to $100. Sit gingerbread. Good girl. Sit gingerbread. Good girl. It's <laughs> a good name for a dog, I guess. Uh, but anyway. What's wrong with the name? What, uh, what? I don't know. It Did just you... struck me weird. That one just struck me weird. Gingerbread. I don't think I was expecting it. That's why I think it was just I wasn't expecting a, a call, a shout out to a dog, even though there was one barking. I just wasn't expecting the name. Anyways, let's get into the AK range because Bud is excited about someone. Let's find out who it is. Hit us with uh, who you were about to tell us about before the break. I'm not the only one excited about him. 18% ownership, but Ben Griffin is on the cusp <laughs> of winning his first. Mm-hmm. We've got guys chomping at the bit to get their temporary status. Ben Griffin, yeah. you know, we already saw uh, Akshay get his earlier this year. Ben Griffin's on the cusp of getting his. I think all he needs is like a top 54 finish or something like that. And the next guy right above him at 8,500, Brandon Wu, mm-hmm. is in position as well at some point this year to, I think, make that leap. We're seeing a lot of these corn fairy guys, so I guess suck it live we're seeing a lot of these corn fairy guys just kind of step up and be like yep we're good enough we're going to step up and play with the big boys because if you're on in this game you're on and these two guys brandon and ben 12 and 18 percent but at that price for what i'm trying to build and stay away from a 10k guy those who are who yep. I like. There's a lot of there's a lot of other people to like in that 4K range. Maverick McNeely is only four percent owner owned, and he's the number one yep. strokes gained putting. That's something to look at because again, if all the stars align mm-hmm. and he's he's gotten close a couple times, uh, but I think you have to look at form right now. And form says this guy, <laughs> and Brandon Wu and uh, Ben Griffin are in fine form, so I think they're healthy they are. this week. They are, and uh, you beat me to Maverick McNeely because he's one of the guys that I do like to play this week. Uh, but you did mention form with him, and the fact of the matter is that he did have two straight withdrawals uh, at Pebble Beach and then at the Waste Management. He did play last week at the Players with a T60. Um, but considering how he was playing before that, which was pretty darn good, uh, and considering um, that there's a chance that Maybe the players was a little bit of him kind of getting back into it. I'm not 100% sure why he withdrew, if it was injury or whatever. Um, but we've seen him already this year put it together. Like you said, he's putting it uh, fantastically this year right now. So I like Maver- uh, stab at Maverick, uh, Maverick McNeely. Uh, like you said, under 5% ownership. That is just too juicy for me to to run away from. I like why playing did, him there. Why did John Rahm withdraw? What is this? <clears throat> Illness. He was sick. So he's, it was a stomach thing. Is all I, that was the most detail I heard was that he he had some sort of he some sort of stomach thing. How do we get this deep in the show without talking about Tiger Woods getting sued for leaving his ex girlfriend? <laughs> he didn't even do it. That's the dirtiest part of all this. Alle- alle- allegedly, this scene, allegedly, there's so many parts about this lawsuit I that seem. I think so much of this is myth. Sketchy. I think so much of it's myth. A lot of this. Look, Tiger's done what he's done in the past. There's no denying that he's admitted, like whatever he's what, had he has his, his past. with a bunch of with a bunch of strippers. Yeah, he has his past. This sure. feels different. This feels like just someone who's pissed off because they got broken up with and got kicked out of a mansion. And and it, 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 it kind of does <laughs> if you if you believe any of even if 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 the reporting of if true. Um, apparently she made a statement where it's like, well, you know, we agreed on this, you know, that yeah. I could stay here for this amount of time. And it's kind of like, well, I mean, 
welcome to real life the hard way. Like, do you have that writing? I mean, so you sign this NDA and then like there are now, if he did something truly horrific, and that's what sure, she's trying to different. get out. That's a whole different point. That's a whole different part. You go to the cops and hold. And, and if that's the case, yeah. if that's what comes out. But if it is a lot of, he told me I could stay here and now we're breaking up and he won't let me back. It's kind of like. That's I mean, what it seems like. That's uh, now, now did the way he do it, maybe not the nicest way to do it, but I, maybe it was the only way it could be done. Maybe he tried the other ways of just talking to her or not. But, well, the, the, the whole rumor of she, I didn't think she would leave, or he didn't think she would leave the house willingly. So yeah, so he tricked meet her. Me, and said, meet me at the airport. <laughs> yeah, he it wasn't, he wasn't even there. Like meet me. No, at the no, airport. but that's what he told whatever yeah. the guys that work for him told her whatever. Mm. So it all right, feels K range. Well, yeah, it just, that just feels like it. We've given it all the time it needs. <laughs> that's about it. Uh, so wait, so we're done with the AK Ranger. You're good. I mean, there. I am. Like I said, I told you, I'm riding. I'm riding with the B, the, the B's. Brandon Wu, Ben Griffin, come on mm-hmm. down. I like yeah, Aaron. Right I like Aaron Rye at seven percent at coming off the week he did, where he flirted on the on the first page of the leaderboard for a little while, and then just you know, like the the lights kind of got a little too bright for him. Well, so and how do we? And once again, we got this far into the show, and we've already talked about the players. We didn't talk about how the fact that there was three hole in ones on seventeen this year, which is crazy. Hey, hey, crazy. I'm, not a, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but three hole in ones <laughs> on seventeen, and then like a couple days later, the USGA and the RNA are like, "We got to change the ball. We got to change the ball." <laughs> Not drawing any conclusions. I'm saying using the facts as we know them and understand them. Yeah. Um, no, that yeah. is nuts though, because it's as easy as you can say it sounds and looks because there were three aces. How many other dozens of balls were just dumped in the water? Exactly. Or... More. There was more in the water than there were aces. Hundred percent for sure. <laughs> well, well, let me do the math on that. Uh, Victor Hovland actually had one of the best lucky shots I saw the entire tournament. So you're, you know, you're staring at 17 and you've got yeah. the little pot bunker there on the right. He hits it and it bounces on the bulkhead there up into the mm-hmm. air, hits the back of the green, and then somehow still holds the back edge of that rough. Yeah. He, I don't know. I, I love him. And I think he might actually win Augusta this year. Ooh, early, early dark horse prediction because he's playing good enough to be up there and be nipping and nipping and nipping. And the guy's got the pedigree for it. He's won on the tour before, yeah. but before that he won the U S amateur. At, I think it was at pebble. So mm-hmm. uh, don't quote me on the pebble bar, but he did win the U S amateur. Um, well, so maybe, it, it, yeah. Victor Hovland, keep it, keep an eye on him. Come Augusta time. Well, maybe the guys over at plus money golf will be coming on at 10 30 tonight after us. Uh, for you know, to close out our tea time Tuesday, uh, maybe they'll be putting in some futures. Who knows? I don't know uh, if they're putting in Masters future bets yet, but maybe Victor Hovland's on their radar too. So you have to pop on over there and check that out. Well, I, pop I on over there and add into comments what the hell's a futures bet? Like you mean like go ahead, lo- <laughs> like locking people right now? So yeah, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's like when like the NFL season starts and you bet someone to win the Super Bowl that year. Like that's a oh, and you lock it in at that. So you know you bet yeah. the Saints seventy to one, and then that way when they're eight and zero, <clears> and that those odds drop to you know, exactly you got them at, at the best at their peak odds. Basically, I fucking hate sports betting. <laughs> but let you so you I think it was Aaron Rye's ace who um which who was it his that, that just took the one hop slam dunk and it, it wasn't like a it wasn't like a small hop this thing was like like it, it, it hopped like a solid like seven feet maybe 
before it wasn't like one of those that land next to the hole and then bounce in. Like this thing like shot. No, all the ones that I saw were were that hit off the bank and spun back. So I am not familiar. I'm getting distracted by the playing game right now. Southeast Missouri State. And I I I don't have a bracket. Somebody's like, Who's who you got in your final four? I'm like, man, I I don't know, is Michigan in the tournament? And they're like, Yeah, the end I I've been a little preoccupied with the golf world. I haven't even been paying yeah, attention. Yeah. To I haven't paid my, I filled out a bracket very quickly, but not no intention of doing anything. I haven't Are you an expert this time of year? Are you one of those people no. who gets when it comes to, to college and... basketball? I'm not, I, I just try to get lucky and have fun with it. And then I, That's and then once my, once my bracket's blown up, then I just root for chaos. Like then I yeah, just want, anarchy. like I, all I, the, I want all the storylines and anarchy from there on out. Yeah, for sure. I want the fun. I want the sister nun from Loyola Marymount to get her get her ring. Yeah, I want a sixteen to upset a one. It's only <clears> happened <throat> once before. Like let you know, cats and dogs getting you know living together. The seven k range getting yeah. neglected get like the, the stepchild that it's not. Wow, there's, how'd you? There's even... good value down here in the seven k range though. No, it look and spoiler alert value. for after that. There's good value in the six k range too. That the lower seven k and the upper six k range. I'm telling you, it feels like a week where the, the leaderboard's going to look pretty funky to your casual golf fan. I mean, That's it's not that fair. this tournament doesn't have names in it. It just So are you feels... ready to be all – are you ready to go keyboard warrior on the Twitter sphere when people start going, who who are these guys? Who's Justin Suh? Yeah, exactly. And I will because the, – the, well, I, I'll restrain. I'll, I will I will hold back because I can't believe I can't I, I just actually now just how did I miss him popping at seventh in my model he's coming off of his biggest paycheck of his life oh, who you got who is it Justin Suh oh you, who you just mentioned yeah yeah how did that yeah so he he mind? ranks out first in my model at eighty nine hundred um the reason why I kind of skipped over him even though he ranks out first is the almost nineteen percent projected ownership yeah mm-hmm. uh, but. I might try, but I but, but I might trade. I might trade it. at this price, I I am a little more all right eating that chalk because with how he is, is the price is lower, um, the ownership is high, but the form is fantastic right now. The 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 guy has been nails, and that is when I will like if I'm going to eat chalk, I need I need there to be good form. And mm, good form chalk. It. Everybody likes good form chalk. So talk to me about your 7K value, though. Who do you like down here? Because I'll tell you what, outside of Mark Hubbard, come on down. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, I might have to just be taking some flyers or copying off you. Although you got guys down here like another one, Pearson Cootie. Not just saying that to say the last name. Oh, Cootie. yeah, right there. Yep, yep. Yeah. But yeah, he's, he another, had, he's another he's corn fairy tour the, graduate the pedigree Palmer. guy that, you know, is he is he this week's Eric Cole or Ben mm-hmm. Griffin? Like, is he the next is he the next man up? And is that what this entire new schedule that we just blew past designed to do? Mm-hmm. Open up these big field tournaments for some of these guys to make a run. Where if you're the really good, you're the good good. You're you know you're guaranteed good. Then yeah, you have the luxury because you earned your way up there. And then but there's a real quick avenue down here. You win down here, you get up here where. You know, play is rewarded. It does feel like it's a little top heavy, but it allows us to hear more from the Justin Suz and the Mark Hubbards and who's whoever the hell else is down here in the seven K range. Well, two guys that are in my top 10 and are both also uh, projected under 10% ownership uh, is Ben Martin and David Lingmarth. David Lingmarth coming off a T six at the players. Um, we kind of snuck up on everyone there. Uh, and look, 
sneak up snuck up is he, he did that with still losing strokes total. So I'm not, I'm not really sure how that works out math wise, but uh, he hasn't had a, he hasn't gained strokes on the field since uh, November of last year. It looks like so he's but he's been in decent form. He hasn't missed a cut since the Farmers. He he's got another top ten in there. Uh, like he's all I the like other numbers. Play. I like all that the other play. numbers are there. And at five, you know, around five six percent, seventy three hundred. The thing about David Lingworth is he puts it in the fairway. It's it's whether his weakest part is probably his putting right now. If he can if he can find the putting, he's gonna put himself in position to hit the putts. He just needs to sink them. Well, and everybody knows I'm a proud Swedish American, and as the fellow Swede um, who did play his college golf in the SEC, no, he's a former winner too. 2015 Memorial Champ. The guy's been yep. in the winner's circle again, and this is kind of his little resurgence, rebirth, maybe Keegan Bradley type. Uh, like, hey, I know how to do this. And mm-hmm. yes and no, it's a young man's game or a young person's game in the sense of if you know what you're getting into, these guys are able to pace themselves out and take care of themselves better and, you know, extend their careers. And that's where it's like, well, shoot, if I can handle it, if we can figure out the physical, I know the mental, I've been there before, we can find it again. And like Max Homa said, it, you know, you're one good swing thought away from just finding it which I thought was funny that Colin Morikawa, you know, said like, I think I figured something out. And then he goes out and shoots 65 day one. And then just kind of petered out after that. I mean, I trust him when he says, I think I figured something out, but, um, well, you know, I would say to look for Colin Morikawa to make a run of the match play too, if he really is, uh, you know, clicking at that level, but. Yeah. Morikawa is slowly getting, uh, more well-known outside of just the golf community. I saw he's going to be on the tonight show, I think coming up or whichever one. Is no, they've got him doing late night shows. Yeah. Oh, so he's, he's starting to, he's starting to make a name for himself, which I think is good for golf. It's good for him, obviously, um, because he seems just to be a stand-up guy and also an entertaining guy. I mean, Cal, he went to Cal Berkeley business degree, all American, you know, through and through. I just, again, he does, milk before cereal when eating cereal and to me that's like psychopath behavior those are the kind of things that later on we're going to be like huh yeah nobody thought to ask when they saw him putting the milk in first so <laughs> anyway. well well let's so the big question is do you have anybody in the 6k range that tickles your fancy this week because I honestly have three guys that I think are worth mentioning down here. No, I really don't. I, okay. I honestly, I, I'm a pretty top. I'm, it's pretty top heavy this week. So if I'm going to do anything, I'll probably go down to the numbers and say, all right, what do I have to mess with? Go to the highest. Eric Barnes mm-hmm. is the highest 6K person that ranks out for me. Couldn't pull sure. him out of a lineup. Uh, Luke Donald, but I'm not going to play Luke Donald just because he yeah. used to be a former world number one and all that kind of hot shit. He's old. He's over the hill. I'm just kidding. He does play well here though, but. But he's also a Ryder Cup captain. To me, that's almost like that that kind of unofficial, like, here you go, you know, you're a little that's why they haven't yeah. made Tiger one yet. Yeah. Um, so no, be, and yeah. but now John, now John Vanderlaan or whatever, mm-hmm. he is another one to keep an eye on. He's another one of those corn fairy guys who every he was time one of my he's, three, so I'm I'm there for that. He was one yeah, of my three. And then ride with John because he's another one of those guys that has been consistently, you mentioned earlier, look out for some random name that has been on a leaderboard a couple of times. Like, wait, yep. yeah, we're, he's the next one. It's John Vanderlaan. And I'm probably yeah. saying that. He's seven at the Puerto well. Rico Open. Yep. So, uh, you know, obviously a, a lesser field than what was going on at the time, but still, it's it's still a PGA golf tournament. Mm-hmm. Still, still good finish. 
Um, someone who is worth looking at uh, at 6,800. Ownership's a little high for me for down here, around uh, 11 12%. But David Wu, um, I think, is worth a look this week. I'm not, like, super excited about him, but he's a name that if you're, like, absolutely desperate to find someone down here, David Wu, um, considering all the other guys around him, I, I'd be fine falling on him. But the main guy I want to talk about in the 6K range is actually, like, towards the bottom. The 6K range at only 6300 Talk to me, Goose. We're going to go dark horse. $6,300, less than 3% projected ownership. Uh, he's made less than 50% of cuts this year. <laughs> so we're off to a, a firing start here. Uh, finished T55 at the Honda. Finished T48 at Puerto Rico. Uh, he finished T27 here last year. He's actually played this tournament uh, four times since 2015. He has... Uh, two top 35s, and then two missed cuts. So it's going to go one of either way. But right now, Bryce Garnett is playing pretty well in the stats that we've talked about mattering right now. He's 21st in putting, 22nd in stro- uh, strokes game, short game, uh, top 15 approaches, 25th in fairways. Bryce Garnett, for the price of 6300 and a 2 to 3% ownership, is a dark horse that I think could make the cut and – could be a big difference just to have him in your lineup for what it means for what you can do elsewhere. That means you can really load up on some of the guys we liked in that upper 8K range or the 9K range. It also allows you to eat a little bit of a chalk, a little bit of chalk on some of the guys you might like at the higher price chalk. ranges because you have him offsetting it so much uh, that I think he could be a difference maker this week. It wouldn't shock me with, uh, if he finished, uh, you know, top 30 this week. All right, fair enough. The numbers check out. I might give Bryce a look. Because I'm, I'm also going down here, sometimes down in the 6K range, and you look for like your Stuart Sink, who you're like, ah, Stu Baby's back. He's <laughs> sure. Jim Furyk was that guy for a number of years. Like, if you see Jimmy in the field, he's gonna make, yeah. he's gonna make the cut. Um, and Matt I Kuchar say that, was that I, way for a while, really, until just this last year, really. Yeah. Before that, he was just a he was a money maker, cut maker. Like that's what it was. Yeah, I I, I try I tried to make amends with Cooch. You know, we had a long standing yeah, rivalry. Him being a nerd <laughs> and me being a Georgia guy. I gave him I gave him an inch and he you know took a yard and hung himself with it. Um, there's nobody really down there in the 6K range that pops off for me. I really I, I really would give maybe Cole Hammer a look because again he's another University of Texas former all amateur everything. You know he's another one that people are waiting to kind of go off. He's in that that mm-hmm. Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, you know coming out of college pedigree, Scotty Scheffler. Um, Cole Hammer is a name. He's you know a Walker Cup guy, so he's he's just another one that I'd say if you got sixty four hundred dollars or you got to plug a hole, you know, yeah. can't go wrong with Cole. Huh? Back to you in the studio. <laughs> Can we just quickly mention a name that I just saw down here? It's not a name I'm saying play at all. It's more of a a, a name. Is this just an observation? It's just an observation of how far this guy has fallen. Um, because just it was either last year or the year before, it looked like he was he was on the rise, especially in the DFS circles for how cheap he was. He was easily getting people value, but Doc Redman, he's Doc. Won, missed four straight cut. Like he has just fallen off a cliff. It seems uh, sixty two hundred under one percent owned. Do not. I'm not saying play him. He's just an observation of how far he's fallen. Do not last mistake me why I, why I brought him up on this show. <laughs> dickhead thing to say last now doc redman <laughs> you're right he's another one of those names that i would see and maybe throw a bone to if i needed to and he you know felt comfortable henrik norlander down here mm-hmm. but we could we could pick apart the 6k range all day sure 
And, I, and, if, and if you're on fantasynational.com, uh, like we use for our stats, what I'm looking for, because you, you mentioned what you look for in the 6K range, what I'm looking for down here is when I, when I have all my stats lined up, I'm looking for the most green bars as possible. And obviously green means uh, they're high-ranked better in the field than most, and that's why I like Bryce Garnett because four out of the five, he's uh, lit up in all green. So um, anytime you can see that at that low of a price, that's why I'm jumping on it. Jump all over it. Bring the bang. Bring that bang. <laughs> so is Liv going to bring the bang this week? Will you be tuning in? No. Are you serious? You won't even give it a look? Well, I can't say I won't give it a look because I don't have any plans this weekend. So maybe I'll flip by pass it a, a here and there. We'll, we'll check it out. But I'm not going to make it like appointment viewing. Like go out of my way to go find a place to sit down and watch it or anything like that. It's... All right, I'm so, not going to do that. And I'm, anywhere I would go, I'm, I'm just going to be hard-pressed to get them to put the CW on. That's the other so. thing. Can you get the CW on? Is Dawson on? No. <laughs> so I'm on their website, and you know, shouts to them. Actually, you know what? I'm not on their website. I'm on the CW website because you can't get no. anything through the Live Golf website. It is garbage. That's going to eventually start to come back and bite them. People are bitching about the new PGATour.com website layout. Dude, PGA Tour, PGA Tour has stepped up their game in the digital world in a long way, or a big way, mm-hmm. obviously, because they've been around a long time and they're on the cutting edge of all this shit. Mm-hmm. But how to watch now, it keeps going back to the CW. So yeah, you can stream it through the CW app because everybody's got the CW app downloaded. Um, and then watch it on the CW. Let's see where... What market would we, would we be in? <laughs> I think like, it's only on the it's only on the CW the, the TV station on uh, on the weekend. Yeah, Friday. I think Saturday. you want to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Saturdays and Sundays. Fridays are exclusive to the CW app. Correct. But I also go back to like, okay, what are we doing here? Truth gun to your head. Who's playing? Like, even outside <sighs> of the people that we know, like, yeah, who's playing Who in this tournament? What are they playing for? A bunch of people getting more money now. That's it's the, Tucson, that's, right? There yeah, are Tucson. definitely Tucson. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> the PGA were coming out in their announcements talking about, hey, we're going to have these like eight elevated events, seventy players, no cut, big money, and everybody's like, <clears throat> oh my god, they're you know they're 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 copying live. Yes and no. Cry baby, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes and no. Hey, we've talked about this before. Yeah, WGC events were no cut. You know, some of the special invitationals have been no cut. It just it happens from time to time, and they're going to make it habitual. Yep. Is it greedy? Eh, I don't know. Talk to your player action committee, whatever the fuck it's called. But to say that it's copying live, okay, and? And you're keeping Matthew Fitzpatrick at home and giving them chances to win the memorial, et cetera, ad nauseum, ad infinitum. So the schedule change is, is a win. This new indoor golf league, you know, now that they've got, mm-hmm. what, 12 or 13 of the top-tier players in the world – when's the next like live golfer going to jump? I think the last ones we heard about were like Brendan Steele. And that's what got me on the Keegs thing. I didn't realize Keeg was talking about, man, that was my guy. Like we were best friends. Like we did everything, you know, our wives would travel. We do this, blah, blah, blah. And now all of a sudden he's just gone. And so it, it, you know, there has been the human toll, but there's a human toll of every business out there. And so I keep going back to like, where are they getting their next golfer? What are these people playing for? Because it, it, outside of the money, which it's not like all, it's not like everybody has their big bags. You know, there are opportunities for guaranteed money once you get on one of these teams, but then we talk now there's 48 locked in. Where's the opportunity yeah. for growth? Where I don't how are, think we see another big, I don't think we see another big name 
jump. I just don't – I think – because one of the reasons why is because you already said that they're already starting to roll back some of the little things that were – you know, incentives in the first place, like you said, the, the caddy stipends, things like, like who else knows? But, and I, and I do wonder when you brought that up, the first thought I had was did when these guys signed these contracts, did they know that some of these incentives were going to be like a one year temporary, let's get this thing juiced up kind of thing. And did they expect some of these things to go away or were they, you know, had the rug pulled out from the, from under them on some of these smaller incentives they're small now, but does it start some of these guys thinking that are in live now or some of the guys that were thinking about live, do they start thinking like, okay, what else are they going to change now after they flash all this nice stuff in front of me, you know, a year, two years from now is all of a sudden all these flashy, nice, you know, uh, attractive things to go to live. Are they just going to disappear because they're going to be focusing on making money at that point? I think guys are going to start thinking, thinking again about this. I think so too. I, I, I don't, I, again, I see some coexistence as long as you can pay people to play the exhibition golf, but trying to shape it as the next iteration of golf and the Ryder cups around the corner. Yeah. And at first, you know, it's like, Oh, you know, all these, you know, all these great players leaving, dude, I'm looking at the official world golf rankings right now, which, Oh, but it's the best way to get kind of a side by side American versus the rest of the world. Look, yeah. And numbers one, four, six, seven, eight, and ten, and eleven and twelve have American flags, and then numbers two, three, nine, and like thirteen, sixteen, or seventeen and eighteen, seventeen. They all have European flags or European sure. country flags. Point being, we're not missing these guys. We're nope. still getting the top and, and people, oh, well, they, they dropped out of the rankings. They can't get the points. They chose to do that. And as we found out, pressure mm-hmm. makes pros. So who knows if they've lost a step? Cam Smith. Yeah. And, I'm looking forward it, to seeing these guys come back to yeah, like, the, I love Masters the Masters and the other majors because we're going to see if some of if there's truth to some of this. Does their mindset change? Look, we were saying that we were saying that at the beginning of this, it was something we brought up about how, you know, does the 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 change in the competition style change the mindset. Does that have a long-term effect on how they can compete with, with the guys on the PGA tour in the long run? We're going to kind of get to find out now it's been a year of some, for some of these guys, we're going to get a, a good look at it now. I, can, I think we can, that. I think we can start gauging the, the difference. Part of me just for the story wants to see either a live guy win Augusta or at least make a run so that it is on the forefront. Sure. Because, because of the respect everybody has for Augusta national and the respect that they command and demand, there's not going to be a lot of that chatter and nonsense. They, I don't think they'll allow it in the media center. They're not going to allow the, you know, they're just not going to allow that to that to overshadow just like they they have it. They still want Augusta and the masters to be the center point and and rightfully so. (laughs) Yeah. They're going to say basically to both sides, if you want to come to our party, you're going to behave accordingly. So the only way to force the conversation is then to have one of those players in the mix. Um, as long as it's not Patrick Reed, I'm fine with oh, it. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, but, but I mean, again, Cam Smith, the, these guys are finely tuned athletes to the point where, you know, pressure does make pros. He's been in the pressure and he's come out the other end. People forget he, he not just won the players. He won the open championship last year. He yeah. was the hottest golfer on planet earth and trending mm-hmm. towards that number one spot when he took his bag and he went. Now we're going to find out if there's been any kind of psychological fallout. We've seen, you know, Brooksy just kind of go to the wayside. We haven't seen Bryson really do too much of anything. 
you know, the closest thing we saw was I think one of the Spanish guys winning a DP world tour event where it's yeah. like, all right, cool. Now that happened. What's next? Yeah. So the, the splash is not nearly as big as they want it to be. And we knew it wasn't going to be, but I just, the, the shock on some people's face that they thought this was just going to take over and golf's dead. I yeah, don't know. And I'm not, I'm not so shallow to say like, those aren't true golf fans. I just don't know if it's just it's like, I don't know what their point is. I'm like, what do you, what do you think? What do you, what, what do you want done differently in the PGA tour now? Like, yeah. I, do you want the team, the, the team concept? Okay, go pitch it's that. It's never going to take place on the PGA Tour. It's, it's too limiting, too. They have 48 guys now, 48 people yeah, locked no. in. That's it. There's your team. Yeah, so. and, and the bottom, and that's – do you think it's fair to say that we may have already seen the peak of Liv? Yes. I think that's very fair to I say. Do. I think it's I, also. I, mean, I think it's also true. <laughs> yeah, I saw people – it was great on the social webs – the uh like the, the put them in a body bag memes that were flying around that was just <laughs> yeah. like or like there was one i saw a great one of a pga tour logo over somebody with a live logo push shoving them in a locker it was like it's well and it's you true can, and people in the media tend to have an ear to the ground and sense what's coming i think there's a reason why people are already starting to ask some of these guys like fitzpatrick what do you think when if these guys try to come back i mean I think there's already a sense that at some point in the next one, two, maybe three years, there's going to be a, I don't want to say exodus, but there's going to be a, a, a time where they are trying to kind of get back on the PGA tour and we're going to have to revisit all this again. But I think the question's already being asked now because I think people kind of see what's coming down the pike. I, I, I don't, I, I hear people say, I don't, I don't mind Matt Fitzpatrick saying no, never lifetime. Oh God, no, I don't mind that either. Go for but it. I don't believe that that's what's going to happen. Sure. What I don't think is appropriate necessarily. I hear people be like, they should have to pay a fine. And I'm like, what's that going to do? I just <sighs> like, what, what, I, they were just now you're now you're now if that's if the PGA tour chose to do that now, PGA tour is making it about money when their argument against this all was tradition and right i think they matter. forfeited like, they, they can't basically they forfeited their pga tour status they were suspended which means they weren't around to play and make points which means blah blah, blah. i think yeah. as long as it's not like you boys are welcome back right away back where it was yeah no. they'll, they'll they'll be allowed to come back it'll just be sure go to q school grind it out figure it out just like off. you know go, have fun on the corn fairy tour if you're, if you're if you come back and you happen to still be carrying some exemptions you're welcome at those tournaments like whatever yes yeah, sponsor you, the yeah. rules the rules don't change you get the same number yeah. of sponsorship exemptions and all sorts of stuff and i think that's the way it's going to end up going because they're all adults and nobody's in this for the punitive reasons but well, and do we see more people take the road of Henrik Stenson coming out this week saying that he he just wants everybody to be, he basically just came out and said, I want everyone to get along. Can we stop this now? Can we all just play golf? And, and that's the only way we're going to get past this. Do we start to see more guys start to take that stand? Is Well, yeah, sure. I mean, that, as long as he accepts that what, okay, you're still not welcome on the PGA tour and you don't sure. like, you don't get to throw your own tantrums and yeah, no hard, no hard feelings, man. We can all. Yeah, sure. Yep. That's Agreed. the part where I don't know if he means that or if he means like, can we get past this and just be professionals again? Like we're obviously playing on the DP World Tour. There, no, that's yeah. so court ordered. People forget like that. <laughs> that could definitely change here soon. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, we talked about the live a little bit longer than planned, but that's all right. Uh, but uh, look, I'm glad you guys joined us. If you're still sticking around with us right now, glad you joined us. Get your lineups in uh, for the Valspar on Thursday morning. Uh, and hell, get your brackets made. I know the two of us aren't exactly massive college basketball guys, but it's fun. Get in there, do it. 
get your brackets made, have fun with it, uh, and enjoy St. Patty's Day. Friday, it's coming, Can- baby. Big holiday for me. I, I love it. Do you get up for St. Pat's? Oh, yeah. I love it. My family, Irish blood in my family, and just I love the music. I love just you, do you finding eat corn beef, corn beef and cabbage. Oh, I stay away from the food, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here for the beer. Just no, but I like to I like to just find a, a, a place that's got you know on Friday and especially since it's Friday night, I'm I'm gonna find a place that actually has a, a live Irish band. I'm just gonna sit there and enjoy it. So I, I don't want to party. I don't want to like I don't want a bunch of crazy people around me going like partying like it's Mardi Gras. Like I just want to chill with some good music. Good drink well, you, and hang you out. go you go find your good music and i'll I see will. you sunday afternoon on the back nine sounds good enjoy everybody thank you for joining us and as always we will see you next week uh here every tuesday at eight o'clock on the fantasy sports corporation for divots and pivots good night everyone